Hello and welcome to Meliorism episode 20. Can you imagine that I've been doing this for five whole months, like five whole months of my life I've been creating this podcast and next month will mark half a year, like wow. It feels like I only started the other day, honestly, and here we are. It was my birthday yesterday, so I am now 34 years old. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Um, I'm 34 years old. (laughs) Oh, I should be saying it out loud, I think for the first time. And I'm going to look at my birthday with gratitude you know I'm very thankful to be another year older I'm grateful for every day I have on this earth so I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I felt the love yesterday I got a lot of love and I was made to feel very very special and I'm just yeah super happy and yeah I just wanted to to mark that you know mark another orbit around the sun this podcast also does allow me to look back retrospectively on things and where I was at, how I was feeling, you know, what I was doing and that's another milestone for me. That's something that I have experienced recently. So yes, still 34 year old podcaster going into episode 20. I must say, I think I'm hungover, I'm not sure. I know I'm over great because I said I wasn't going to drink anymore but it was my birthday so I decided to have a drink or two or three. I just feel tired. I don't know if I'm just like lying to myself, but I think it's just tiredness. I think I'm just tired, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm not too sure. I feel very lethargic at the moment. Anywho, yeah, today's episode I want to focus on friendships. Friendships and what they mean to me and generally what they mean across the board. You know, like they're very important and friends are people that you intentionally choose to be around you to support you and to share life experiences with and I think that that's quite a powerful decision. In your upbringing you would have people that you went to school with so circumstantial friendships that actually grew into real long-standing, authentic, genuine friendships and there is something to be said about that but I would definitely say that my experience and what I've noticed is that length of time or duration of friendship doesn't determine the substance of a friendship and also doesn't define the longevity of a friendship. I think a lot of the time I hear people say oh you know we've been friends for like 10 years therefore we'll be friends forever and it's like it doesn't necessarily work out like that because we are constantly changing constantly evolving and and the measure of a good friendship is one that can evolve along with you as an individual and it's also okay if that doesn't take place if that doesn't manifest then it's not necessarily a bad thing like I've had friendships that have ended and in hindsight I'm very grateful that they have ended because they weren't for me not the me now that I am they don't serve me and and that's fine that's absolutely fine and there's also friendships that have ended and they've really hurt me and I've never really been able to get over it. And I'm not sure if it's the same type of ending. It's not necessarily that, you know, they didn't serve me. I just think that we parted ways because the friendship didn't have any depth to it straight up. Like, that's how I found it. And... That's also a difficult thing to come to terms with, you know, there's many reasons why friendships end and I think it says a lot to each person in the friendship when you're able to mend something that's fragmented. So whether that be a fallout, an argument, you know, if you can come back from that, I think it really does signify that 
you had a very strong foundation to begin with. If you don't have that, then it can fall apart very easily. You can have a friendship that you've had for years and years and years and years, and then you have one fallout and it's over. Or you can have a friendship that you've had for exactly the same amount of time and, you know, you fall out, but then you come back to each other because you really both want to work on it and it's reciprocal. If you are both not dedicated to trying to fix a friendship, the friendship is not going to work. One person cannot do it alone, you know. <laughs> I have the realest saying that my mum told me and it stood so true to me and my mum was just like, one hand can't clap. And obviously that's to say that if you're putting in all the work and the other person's not meeting you halfway, you cannot proceed. That's it. Simple as that. And I think in life we do try our best to you know, make something of a friendship because we feel like we should, we feel obligated. And that's not the right reason to have a friendship. If someone can't meet you halfway, if someone is is not in, involved, then honestly, just walk away. I had to learn that the hard way, to be honest with you. Like, that was quite a difficult thing for me to come to terms with. But I think once I did, you know, I was able to heal. And I think that when we hold on to things, we're still like vulnerable to that situation. We're still hurting. It's still perpetuating in our lives. And we're feeling, you know, the hurt that we experienced every time we think about it. And that doesn't serve anyone. You don't even serve yourself in that situation. So it's best to reassess and, and take the learning, you know, take the lesson, take the learning, really sit down and think about what happened and what you what you took away from that situation and whether you would go into a friendship like that in the future. I think that's all you can do, to be honest, because, yeah, it's not by force. Friendships by force, we're not here for it. It's 2021. Everyone has been through a lot, you know, especially in the past few years. And I feel like I'm not here saying that, oh, you know, like we went for a pandemic and people that didn't contact you aren't your friends. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we're all going through stuff and you make an effort with the people that you want to make an effort with and vice versa. And that's it, really. So thanks for listening. <laughs> I've made friends from school. I've made friends from work. I've made friends from random interactions and encounters, festivals, pubs, you know, all of the above. And I think that it's really important to have a diverse range of friends and friendship groups and to ensure that you're always reevaluating friendships. In the past, I was very much in like a default autopilot mode when it came to friendships, as in if I've had a friendship for a long period of time, that was the foundation of our connection and that's what bound us. Whereas I don't think that that's necessarily the healthiest thing to do. You know, I think it's the best thing to do. I think that, you know, you might change as a person, they might change as a person. I had a long-term friendship with somebody, uh, like really, really long. <laughs> and um, we did uh, like everything together. We were just very close. And yeah, I knew from college. And one day, you know, she... Me and her fell out, let's put it that way. We fell out and I think it's when you fall out of a friend that you know whether you actually have a friendship or not. And I didn't realise this at the time, but I've had a few friends where like I've had disagreements or I've had, you know, arguments or whatever it is. Like friendships are not 100% airy-fairy, floaty, rainbows and butterflies. They, they can't be. That's impossible. And I think that whenever I've had a fallout of a friend that's been quite a defining moment for me. Like that's actually helped me to understand whether that friendship actually has depth or not. And I've had to learn that the hard way. Like that's happened to me multiple times now. <laughs> I've actually been like, okay, 
this is very painful for me because I don't understand it. But yeah, going back to that previous friendship, we had a fallout and, you know, I spoke my truth. I said what I needed to say, like, and I always do. And that's one thing that I look back on with no regret because I needed to say what I needed to say. Do you know what I mean? And being honest in a friendship is fundamental. It's an intrinsic part of, of your connection with one another, I think. So me saying what I need to say was was very important to me. And, you know, at the time, it felt like it was very much received, you know, like it was received. We had an open discussion about it and I thought we could move forwards. But it was, was fragmented after that, like, and it was definitely something that I started to see decline like the friendship just literally declined like I don't know how else to explain it it just disintegrated like it was slowly eroding and yeah one day I just got blocked (laughs) yeah that's the end of the story by the way there's nothing else to the story like one day I was blocked on Instagram and I was removed on Facebook oh unfriended as they say yeah unfriended and I was just shocked I was very very shocked because I felt like if you had something to say, you know, do me that same grace and tell me what's wrong. If time is such a defining factor, then I feel like you should be able to talk to me about what's wrong. And that's why I go back to time does not define the level of friendship that you have. Because it, to me, I've learned multiple times that that's not the case. So yeah, and that was the end of the story. And I feel like from then onwards, I've always had like my guard up slightly about friendships and that's not to say that I don't embrace friendships with open arms because I genuinely think they're so fundamental. Like as human beings, you know, we have a very integral desire to be in tribes and we were like foragers at one point. And obviously to do so means that there was power in having connections with one another. And obviously this was before we had really truly developed into like the agricultural era and the technological era. However, despite all of that, at its core, connections were important because we supported one another and helped each other to survive, essentially. There's power in people, there's power in friends, there's power in friendship groups, and there's obviously a lot of power in having close connections with your family and and friends that become family, etc. And I just wanted to explore that a bit more today. Yeah, there's other friendships that I've had as well, and they also ended abruptly, and they have been very painful for me. And it's just made me reevaluate, you know, what I am doing in certain friendships, what I'm doing in them, if they're serving me, if it's something that's easily fixable, like, is it something that we can work on? Or is it just that we just had no depth in the friendship? And these are things that I think everyone should question. Everyone should look at friendships in a dynamic way. Like not everyone's going to come with you in life. And like, that's vice versa. Like, friendships might move away from you for certain reasons. And that's also okay. Like, it's not to demonize ever person or resent them or hold any, like, negative feelings towards that person I think it's just to understand that that's life and these things happen and it took me a really long time to come to terms with that especially with one particular friendship it took me a really really long time like I relived the ending of that friendship over and over again for I want to say at least a year and a bit it was continuous and you know it was only until I really started therapy and started to work through my feelings and understand like the roots of them and you know, why things were affecting me the way they were, was I able to move past it and move past it in a very peaceful way. I just don't think about it really at all anymore. Like there are still times, I get me wrong, I don't think anyone can literally say that they had a real deep, authentic friendship that ended and they don't care. I don't think, I don't think that's true because if you didn't care, then you didn't really care about that friendship to begin with because there's no way in hell. Like I would never sit here and say, yeah, like I didn't, I don't care. That's not fair. And and that's not only in the friendship that we had at the time. And yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that, you know. And 
just looking at like the definition of friendships. So I looked up the definition of friendship and I found a very interesting description on Britannica.com forward slash topic forward slash friendship. So friendship, a state of enduring affection, esteem, intimacy, and trust between two people. In all cultures, friendships are important relationships throughout a person's lifespan. Friendship is generally characterized by five defining features. One, it is a dyadic relationship, meaning that it involves a series of interactions between two individuals known to each other. Two, it is recognized by both members of the relationship and is characterized by a bond or tie of reciprocated affection. Reciprocated affection. I just need to underline that because that that can also go one way and that's when it starts to fumble. I'll be real. Like that actually that that touched me a bit like that actually hurt me. I was like, hang on, wait a second, rewind. Free. It is not obligatory. Two individuals choose to form a friendship with each other. In Western societies, friendships are one of the least prescribed close relationships with no formal duties or legal obligations to one another. Four. Oh my gosh. You want to use big words? I don't know like the meanings of. Yeah, right. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Four. It is typically egalitarian in nature. I did just have to look that word up because I was like, what does that mean? Believing in or based on the principle that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities. Unlike parent-child relationships, for instance, each individual in a friendship has about the same amount of power or authority in the relationship. Five, it is almost always characterized by companionship and shared activities. In fact, one of the primary goals and motivations of friendship is companionship. In addition, adolescent and adult friendships often perform other functions, such as serving as sources of emotional support and providing opportunities for self-disclosure and intimacy. So that's really interesting. There's so many elements of that that I want to unpick, one of which being obviously reciprocation, egalitarian, understanding whether a friendship is equal and whether you have a reciprocal energy amongst one another is such an important thing to have a think about. I had friendships where I felt like I was definitely pushing a lot of my energy out of my own personal space into somebody else's. And at the end of it, I was absolutely exhausted. And I think it's just like just trying to find out whether that's you or not, whether you do have equal footing in a friendship. And this is me speaking my truth, obviously. Like, I don't know how the other person in, in the situation felt. And it's not my place to actually ruminate on that. I'm just making sure that I'm reflecting on my vantage point and how I felt in the situation. The effective bond that is a component of friendship distinguishes friendship from acquaintanceship. Now, this is very key because I know people that say that they have acquaintances they don't have friends and I really value friendship like I find it so fundamental to my growth and that support system and network that I have is key to ensuring that I have spaces where I can talk to people and have a, a variety of perspectives and opinions focusing back on me like it's helping me to like decipher some experiences that I've had in life and so I'm going to look into some quotes and I'm going to find out whether they resonate with me or not you know and the title of this is 60 friendship quotes to dedicate to your one and only bestie I would say that I don't necessarily have a bestie I have decided that I, I won't put that title on anyone else because you know if it doesn't work out in life I promise you from experience it's very hard to get over especially where you have that connection that you deem to be best the best <laughs> like when you say best friend it means that you are the pinnacle of friendship for me we have the closest connection of all my friends 
You are the person that I will go to in any situation. You are my best friend. And when you become, when you aren't friends anymore, you know, what did it all mean? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, I'm just going to move on. It's called 60 Friendship Quotes to Dedicate to Your One and Only Bestie. It's all about finding the yin to your yang. So let me see if I I actually agree with these. Okay, this is from, did I say goodhousekeeping.com? Don't know if I did, but if I didn't, that's where I got this from. Um, Anything is possible when you have the right people there to, okay, that's quite a journalistic statement. Share your mind, share your smile with the world. It's a symbol of friendship and peace this is a nice one a friend is one who overlooks your broken fence and admires the flowers in your garden okay yes so this is very important because to be fair a friendship is not just when everything is is you know sunshine and rainbows as i said before like when things are bad you look to your friends and you look to your friendship groups and they're supposed to empower you they're supposed to lift you up you know when you're feeling low and i think that that is a very fundamental characteristic of a friendship from my personal opinion and in my personal life that's what I value the most so yeah I definitely think that this one resonates with me highly a sweet friendship refreshes the soul proverbs 27 9 okay that's so true that I definitely agree with that as well because I feel like when I'm with a friend I have like a lovely day I had a really really nice day the other day with my friend we went to an exhibition and after the exhibition we went for some Italian food and it was just such a nourishing experience for me such a nourishing experience and I really felt so much happier and so much lighter and like just more grateful that I had that person in my life as a friend and that we could have experiences together and she has such a light energy such a happy energy about her and yeah you know like yeah that kind of energy I think connects to the song so yeah 100% agree with that try to be a rainbow in someone else's cloud so that was from Maya Angelou absolute legend and I think that that's a really good point as well you know like I tried to be a good friend to the people in my life, I would like to think that I am, but I definitely think that there's more that I can do. I think that I can be distant at times. I think that's just because I live by myself and I'm very used to being by myself and I kind of like created that bubble, but it doesn't mean that I should stay there. (laughs) You know, like obviously I think that I have changed quite a bit since the lockdown, like obviously being by myself a lot more just made me more conditioned to that environment. And I think now that we're out of lockdown, I have a duty of care to be more involved in other people's lives. And I'm working on that. So yeah, that was for me to learn. Oh God, that's cheesy. Um, Basically the quote was, it's not that diamonds are a girl's best friend, but it's your best friends who are your diamonds. And that was from Gina Barreca, but I didn't really subscribe to that. Oh my gosh, exactly the same thing. In the cookie of life, friends are the chocolate chips. Well, it's not exactly the same thing, but no, I don't like that one either. Oh gosh. I'm gonna That's very cheesy. Many people will walk in and out of your life, but only true friends will leave footprints in your heart. Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, I actually did a quote. I did this quote once on my Instagram. I must say, I must, must say, I did this for real. I'm not gonna lie. Good friends are like stars. You don't always see them, but you know they're always there. That's when I used to be like super cheesy and feel like the world needed to know what I was doing all the time. And um, it was someone's birthday and I took a picture and I thought, oh, that's a nice little quote. I actually cringe when I think about some of the quotes that I put into my pictures. Like, because I don't use social media anymore, I guess I, I look at it differently. I'm not looking at it like, oh my gosh, you guys do social media. That's crazy. It's not that at all. I'm not trying to say anything about that. Do you, boo? But I just think the way that I use social media as a tool, I was a bit too... I was too cringe with it. I was too cringy and I don't, I just don't like thinking about it. (laughs) Uh, Life was meant for 
good friends and great adventures. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Like there's some things that you can do with a partner and there's some things you can do with your friends and they are different. Especially with your girlfriends, like you want to do certain things. Obviously for the guys listening, with your guys, you lot are just like stuck to each other's hips. I swear to you, like you love each other so much. It's so crazy. I love to see it. I do. I just think sometimes though, guys, like, like, give your woman some time, like, give her some time, like, give her the energy that you give your boys, like, I think that would be really, really lovely, you know, and I'm not saying that women are like that, obviously, but I just think that men do have such, such a close connection to their boys, and, um... We have a very close connection with women. I feel like having your girlfriends or, you know, having that kind of female... I can't say this word. Camaraderie? (laughs) Camaraderie. Hang on. Okay, yeah. Camaraderie. Camaraderie. (laughs) That's how Google pronounces it. Camaraderie. Yeah, having that camaraderie, which means mutual trust and friendship among people who spend a lot of time together, is very important. Like, I feel like I've needed it at times. I've been like, girls, I need your advice. And obviously, sometimes it's about guys, you know, that's how we roll and that's how guys roll. So I stand like you don't. Um, but yeah, I feel like that is a very important space that only women can occupy with one another. It doesn't matter who you're dating. But it's just like just to have some kind of having having someone having the same hormonal chemistry as each other is helpful, I believe, when you're talking about things of the heart or emotional subjects, because we all kind of react and understand each other better. I think personally, that's my personal opinion, you know, like, and yeah, they do say that men are from Mars and women from Venus. Again, I wouldn't recommend the book, but I do, I do agree with the notion. I do agree with the concept that we are very different intrinsically and how we're built. And I'm not saying just in the constructs of male and female, I'm just saying like generally as humans, it does vary, you know, and perceptually as a result of that, I think that we do operate differently in life and sometimes we don't have that level of synergy when it comes to how we view the world. I hope that makes sense. But yeah, generally I think it is really important to have that space with, with your girls and to, to have conversations about things and yeah, to just to really work through things together. I'm just looking through different quotes because there's 60 of them and I'm going to read them all. I don't know if I agree with this, but it says true friends are always together in spirit. L.M. Montgomery. I don't think I agree with that because I think sometimes in life you need them to be there for you in person. And if you can't, for whatever reason, obviously, I know there's many, many reasons why that can't happen. But if it is, and let's put it this way, all things being equal and you're both accessible to one another and you're just not, I think that that's hard to to comprehend. For me personally, I feel like I would need to know that my friends are there for me if they can be. Uh, this one is so true and it's actually very, 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 very key for me right now. It's actually very, it's very apt right now. It's very apt. Um... It's not what we have in life, but who we have in our life that matters. Who we have, not what we have. Life is an experience, okay? And I know that things that we have, like money, facilitate experience, but for the most part, like the people that we have enrich our lives. And I'm very passionate about this. I think that it's something that I've been learning more and more and how money cannot solidify happiness. Like you cannot you know, having friendships that you value deeply and and nurturing them and fortifying them is such a fundamental part of life. And when you have a friendship group that you can do things like go on holiday with or experience life together with, it can't be bought. And that's on that. Sorry, this is... (laughs) If we treated ourselves as well as we treated our best friend, can you imagine? This is what Meghan Markle said. No, I think that's actually so true. That is so true. Like, I've learned a lot 
like from past experiences and that just hit me a little bit like that that had an impact on me that definitely got me surround yourself so i'm clicking because that's when i really something resonates with me you know and you do that clicking thing oh and guess who said this surround yourself with only people who are going to lift you higher who said that oprah winfrey oprah winfrey okay so speaking on this is something that i'm quite passionate about like i feel like you need to be cognizant of the energy that you surround yourself with and the people that you surround yourself not everyone has your best interest at heart yeah not everyone has your best interest at heart and yeah I've had to learn that the hard way like if you are elevating yourself like not necessarily everyone's going to be happy for you unfortunately like that's something that you have to learn and something that I have learned off the back of this is that not everyone has your heart. Not everyone has your approach on life or will do things the same way as you. And just because you think that that should happen, it doesn't mean that it will. And so, yeah, that's one thing. And then obviously, secondly, you just need to make sure that people around you are are your cheerleaders. Like the same way that you would cheer for them and you would elevate them and support them and nourish them and give them praise when they need it and deserve it you should actually get exactly the same back and if you don't think you're going to get that then you should reevaluate your friendship firstly and sometimes it's great to create new friendship groups like people say no new friends no new friends I don't think that's a good mantra at all if I'm being honest with you new friendship groups are very healthy new friendships have the potential to give you a renewed perspective on life give you advice give you new opportunities new friendship groups new connections but yeah, it could generally change your life. You don't know how that friendship group will affect you. Obviously, you have to assess it. If it's not for you, then obviously, then you can move forwards and just like keep it moving. But I do not think the no new friends mantra is healthy at all. Oh, it's a good one as well. I think I'm going to end it on this because I think that I've been doing, not end the episode, just end the quotes on this one. And it is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, which I feel like he's written a really important book, like the one I'm going to write one day. <laughs> I'm speaking it to insisters, damn it. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He's an American essayist. Mm. What is he famous for? What are you thinking? He says that he is a American transcendentalist. What? An American transcendentalist, poet, philosopher, and essayist during the 19th century. One of his best known essays is Self-Reliance. Well, there you go. The only way to have a friend is to be one. I think that they had some very good quotes in there there were some that I didn't necessarily agree with or didn't resonate with me but overall friendships are super important and I think that we all need to have that that lens on when we're looking at them and yeah how do you heal from a friendship ending because I think that I've learned a lot from this experience like the experience that I had in the past was really really hard for me when I mean to tell you I perpetually replayed the situation in my head for like a year and a half I'm not joking like I honestly did it was so hard for me it was about three years ago yeah where are we now 2018 20 yeah it's about three years ago it was over three years ago now like three and a half years ago and yeah for the first year and a bit I just couldn't like I couldn't go over it. I couldn't move past it I kept on thinking about it all the time it would just hurt me and I was just like, why can't I move forwards? And I would talk to my mum about it constantly. I was like, mom, I'm actually so sorry that I keep on talking about this. I really want to, like, because I know from therapy, like when you talk about things, it does help. And I thought that I could do that, but I just, it just didn't change. It didn't change how I felt. It didn't change the pain. It didn't change anything. I just kept it there and it kept rooted in my, in my chest, you know, like I had to work through it a lot and I think what really helped to shift it overall was was going to therapy and like 
maybe exploring the root, um, exploring the root of why I felt hurt. Not necessarily the situation that occurred, but why I felt hurt from it and, you know, exploring the friendship in itself and at its foundation and at its root and how that friendship was formed. That wasn't even formed on firm ground. Like, was it formed in a way that was beneficial for my own self-development and for our collective progression? And I don't think it was. But that took a really long time to establish because I was so protective and I was very defensive about the friendship. I wouldn't let anyone really speak ill of it because I was so sure that it was everything that I needed. Like, I was very sure that this person was my endgame friend, like someone that I'll grow old with. And I know that sounds crazy because you're like, she's not your girlfriend, but she genuinely was someone that I, I valued like deeply. And I think that it's, it's worse than a breakup. It actually is worse than a breakup. And I didn't know that before, but I felt it because I've had breakups before and I know how hard that can be. And this one was harder than that. I'll tell you that for free. It was actually harder than that. And I think just speaking about it in therapy, like really helped me to work through it and to really try to establish what I was getting out of the friendship to begin with, um, why we became friends, what we did you know, as friends, like as in terms of like activities where we, did we have a reciprocal friendship? Going back to what I was saying beforehand about it being reciprocal and egalitarian, could I say that that was true? Like, can I say that there were things about our friendships that was one-sided? Could I say that someone was given more than the other? I think those are the things that I started to establish and, and come to terms with. And even just in terms of communicating with one another, it was so difficult. And because we had two completely different communication styles, and these are things that I never noticed before, you know, and I think just defining that and like really coming to terms with that helped me to heal because I realized that it's not fixable. And I think that kind of realization was the closure that I actually needed because sometimes you feel like you want to drag it on regardless. Like some people have been in friendships that are toxic and they know it, but they stay in it because they that's their person, like that's the friend and that's someone that they, you know, value deeply and they want to maintain a connection with. But if it's not beneficial for you, then should you do that? You know, like, and I don't think that that person was a negative influence in my life. I just think that we weren't necessarily in a good place with one another. And yeah, I think what happened was meant to happen. Like, I don't feel regretful anymore. Like, I used to feel so regretful and like sad about it. But now I'm just like, you know what? Maybe it was meant to happen. If we couldn't get past that, our friendship was not going to last anyway. Honestly, like... And yeah, so I think having therapy, having a space, having someone to talk about, but don't talk about the same things over and over again. Dig deeper, dig deeper into the friendship, dig deeper into the dynamic, the foundation, like all of those kind of things. And once you understand that, I think it helps you to contextualize it a bit more in a way that you can actively move past it. Because until you do that, you're in a constant loop and it is just the most jarring thing I think I've experienced in a long time. I felt stuck. I felt really, really stuck. And yeah, I, I wasn't healing. I wasn't healing from the situation. And like now I think that I've definitely healed. And I'll be honest, like I, I have disconnected myself in every way, like virtually and stuff like that. And that's not in a negative way to that person. It's not like out of malice or, or anything like that. I wish them well. I wish them happiness and health and love and everything that they deserve in life. I just think that for me, I needed to move forward in my life and I needed to basically love myself enough to do that. So it's an act of self-love. It wasn't about anything else. It was about just being able to move forward and give myself the energy that I felt I deserved, reclaim my energy and reinvest it into my healing, my health and 
my mental well-being and it's definitely been working for me and I feel like I definitely feel like I've made some really positive steps and I will continue to do that and yeah that's that's just where I'm at with it you know and yeah the last thing I wanted to say before I ended the episode Okay, so one of the last things I wanted to say was that isolation and, you know, being alone and having one space is unhealthy, I think. I think it can be quite damaging and it can make you feel very ostracized and cut off from the world. I think it's really important to reach out to people. If you feel like you need to speak to somebody and you feel like you need to communicate how you feel inside, please reach out to somebody and find that person that you feel the most comfortable with. And I think even speaking on behalf of myself, I don't necessarily always feel comfortable to express deep emotions and not to bang on about therapy. That's why I think it has been good for me. But outside of that, before I had it in, I wouldn't really do as much as I could. And I think it's just about finding the person that's closest to your comfort zone and just starting with that and trying to build, build that connection. And I think that, you know, being someone who can be quite isolated at times, I'm just speaking out to anyone else who feels the same way and just saying that, like, force yourself. Force yourself to connect with people that you used to speak to, especially if you felt that they were good for you, if they would potentially be a supportive friend, someone who could lend an ear. Just reach out to them. Just say, hey, haven't spoken to you in a while would be great if we met up at some point like you know I'm free on this date put a date in the calendar just say what your availability is because when you kind of say we should meet up sometime and they say yeah sure we definitely should you're not going to meet up I'll tell you straight like like, that is just waffle chat like you just say it because it sounds nice but what I think is best to say is like you know like I really would like to see you um I'm free on these dates let me know what works for you. And then, you know, you can start to build that friendship or rebuild that friendship. Especially if something, you know, has been an obstacle in the past or a bit of a block out of your friendship and you want to like rekindle that friendship, then yeah, sure. Like just, just find some time for each other and just work through it that way. And then if that doesn't work out, find somebody else, find the next person that you think you might be connected with. And there's lots of different groups out there. There's, there's, um, there's one called, I think it's called, I want to think, I want to say, yeah, it's called meetup, meetup.com. And you can literally go out and you can sign up and you can look for a group of people to do activities with. Like you can go for walks, you can go for, yeah, hiking, trips, socials, things like that. You know, when I moved to South London, so I'm from North London, but I moved to South London at one point and I lived in Tooting and it was just like a completely different place. I didn't know anyone. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to explore this. I didn't actually do it in the end, but I think I should have, you know, like I think that these kind of things are there for a reason and you can build some really valuable lifelong friendships through them. So, you know, there's lots of different sites. I'll find, I'll find a few others. I'll put them in the caption as well. Like there are places that you can go to that you can build friendship groups. There's things like running clubs. There's things like, you know, art classes and yoga. Yoga is a good place to find friends. And if you do struggle to, to meet people, I think there are ways and means of doing it, especially if you're like, you know, socially don't feel like it's something that you are comfortable with doing. Then going to groups like this, I think will really help to facilitate that. And yeah, I just hope that you find a group of people that you can 
mesh with and and support each other in life and that's really important in my personal opinion so yeah that's my stance on friendships that's how I feel these are some of the experiences that I've had and I thank you so much as always for listening and I wish you well I hope that you're all doing well and looking after one another and I will speak to you in the next episode bye